so hello everybody we're back <laughs> after you know a month and a half <laughs> um how was your past <laughs> month and a half annika <laughs> well i am now in therapy oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> and oh my goodness it has been very eye-opening <laughs> i just actually got out of a session like 10 minutes ago oh okay yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, so she's like, actually, can we talk about some things a little bit more? Like, I know that we've gone over our time, but I really want to talk about some things. And I was like, actually, I have to be somewhere. <laughs> but, you know, like, I'm enjoying it. It's really helping. And, like, I feel like you don't even need, like, a, a reason to go. Yeah, for sure. Like, you just need to, like, just go talk to somebody and, like, you'll find a reason while you're there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just good to talk to people, like, if... um obviously therapists are good they're clinically trained therapists like they have the training but even talking to a good friend is helpful yeah <laughs> or talking to somebody yeah I, I always find it kind of funny because um you know there's like when when you or there's these posts online where you're like oh I'm just talking about something that's happened in my life before and you think it's all really like lack and funny and then someone says actually can we go back to this point like something that you said and I was like oh, <laughs> yeah no that was important that was not good that you said that what went on it's like it's something in my life that actually traumatizing me yeah oh my god <laughs> yeah so that's been yeah. very eye-opening um yeah uh school has started up again mm. um yeah, but we're in two separate places than where we've used to be. I know. I'm three hours ahead now. I'm in future time. Yeah. How is it <laughs> at 10 o'clock, Max? Um, it's good, but I'm also feeling a little bit anxious because I um I have stuff to do. Like I still have some I, I decided I'm gonna do half my lecture tonight. Um, like it's usually like an hour, it's usually two hours of lecture, so I'm gonna do an hour tonight and then an hour tomorrow night at my grandma's. Um, because I'm going to St. Catherine's tomorrow. Oh. Yeah, I'm going to, that's fine, it's a big city. Um, St. Catherine's to visit my grandma after the weekend. Um, and she goes to bed at like eight o'clock. So I'll have time to do that and do my forum post. <laughs> um, so I was, sorry, I was, I was going to do the first half of lecture and then read the questions and see which one I want to answer. Cause there's like okay. five questions she gives us and I have to, I have to answer one of them. It, do they get, like, it's, it's an asynchronous like lecture, right? Yeah. Is there a little like, Mm, like manual or like settings thing where you can make it go like double time there is but I don't know if I'd be able to do that like, I don't know if, I don't I don't know if I would be able to focus on that or like comprehend <laughs> anything that's happening <laughs> because I I find that it helps a lot especially when it's like an hour-long lecture and most of it's probably going to be taken up by like um uh okay yeah. no she's pretty like fast on them <laughs> okay yeah even so, though yeah. they are like you know <laughs> very old lectures she still has brown hair <laughs> in the lectures and not in like the introduction video she's like just say no I will look different in these videos I'm like yeah you definitely do <laughs> oh shoot yeah that's the um that's the class that the lady hasn't updated her slides in like 10 years in, yeah like seven years that's crazy ah well yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah it's I mean but it's fine I'm not it's, it's not the end of the world yeah but when you're talking to me about it and when you said that she started talking about the Harper government. Yeah. And I was like, I mean, oh no. <laughs> yeah. I um, mean, but she definitely like there is like some updated sources on there. Like 
nothing has changed too much like other than the governments and i don't want to get into politics but like things haven't really changed out of europe but you know like it's <laughs> um like so it's not it's nothing of the world that she's talking about stephen harper like or like how things are bad there because like you know they're still bad now it's mm-hmm. yeah um yeah <laughs> anywho um <laughs> Yeah, so it's been good. I'm in uh, residence, and that's nice. Um, I was doing a like acting exercise today, and we have to turn obviously turn our mics on for that. Um, and there were really people like, in the hallways like yelling and stuff. So I had to like go to the hallway, and be like, "Hey, stop, please." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I turned yeah, out I fun just... though. It was I managed. <laughs> I don't understand why people can't just like walk up to someone and then talk to them. They don't like. Like, why do you need to yell at someone from across, like, the hall or the room? Especially, like, in, like, a hallway where it's, like, it's a hotel. It's, like, basically a hotel when the sound echoes down the hallways. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, sir, I know you're in engineering and want to have fun, but I'm in theater and want to do school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all the boys in my uh, building, or not on the building, but, like, on, and, like, my suite area are, um, our engineering students which is interesting it's nice to have like intellectual conversations but I'm also like I don't how do I talk to you what do we talk about <laughs> what do we have in Intel- common intellectual conversations with engineering students that just doesn't <laughs> seem right most okay, of the okay. like <laughs> most of the like male engineering students that I've met they've done like the weirdest things and I like mean, living with them you get to sympathize with them <laughs> yeah I guess so yeah but when my sister she was like um, in her first year and she had a bunch of engineering guys that she knew who were on mm-hmm. her floor and they kept like unscrewing the light bulb in the elevator and taking it and so you would be walking into this elevator and it's pitch black and you have to go up a couple of like oh floors God. and then eventually they put on like it kept happening over and over again when whenever they would replace the light bulb and so they put bars on top of it. But of course you get the engineering students that go in there with their like screwdriver and whatever yeah. and keep taking the light <laughs> bulbs anyways. So that, that's oh. kind of my, uh, yeah. my <laughs> frame of mind for male engineering students. Well, yeah. I, I live with a female engineering student. She's lovely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, my brother actually lived with engineering students when he was in first year at UBC. And um he also didn't have a did not have a very good experience there mm-hmm. <laughs> with those engineering students. But so out of the three out of the three experiences outlined here so far, I'm happy with my experience so far. Um, yes. but it has also only been four weeks, so we'll see where <laughs> things go from here. We'll see yeah. if it goes downhill or uphill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, it's just been nice being, being back in school. Um I had my class today that was like it's like music culture of Toronto and like this week was about like indigenous music and I was like this is really much sure I, I should do but I didn't get around to it this week so I was just in the tutorial I was like I'm, I don't, I'm not going to talk today I have no no frame of reference of what's happening but he like didn't seem like he was going to pick on anybody and then we went to breakout rooms and the guy that I was talking to was like hey can you present to this class, to class? I'm like yep <laughs> um and like I from the conversation and from the slides that were like on the on the e-class I was I was able to like fake it through an answer and honestly I talked to the most today and I'm like okay good for me <laughs> I can bs my way through like a something I don't know about yeah, yeah. oh my goodness that's some of my classes right now <laughs> yeah 
So, I. Um, Is everything, yeah. sorry, for your online classes, are they all asynchronous or are they? Um... Um, mostly asynchronous. We have one class per week. That would mm. be like everyone on at the same time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's mostly just like discussion topics. Mm. And I had one breakout room where we were supposed to discuss something that had just been talked about by the teacher and no one said a word oh the entire couple of minutes that we were there. Yeah. Like everyone had their cameras off. Everyone mm -hmm. was muted. No one said a single word. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I'm okay with this. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's just student lessons in school. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's just take a little break, get a little breather now. And, and like, then... honestly, it happens on the opposite side, like in like theater classes when we're really having like conversations about like different like theorists and stuff like that. We're like talking for like the full 10 minutes and we're like, I don't want it to end. I want to talk more. Yeah. Um, but then we like just end up presenting to the rest of the class. So it's fine. But Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and then so this is our first episode back since yeah. early August I would say yeah so Secret Garden was our last one I, I mean the last one was released we recorded Phantom of the Opera like after that um August not, 1st I remember it was on yeah, there yeah I'm not sure if we'll release it don't really <laughs> we'll see it, I'll... <laughs> I feel like it's been too long yeah yeah, it could be like a secret like bonus episode eventually. <laughs> yeah. If anyone cared. <laughs> but I think we'll we'll re-record that. Um and then we'll have the extra one from August. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, so I guess we can segue into the this um this one. So hi, I'm Maxwell Cowan. Hi, I'm Annika Lutane. And welcome to History in the Spotlight. Yay. We're back, yeah. We're back. Yeah. Um, yeah, so today we're uh, episode number 33 on uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Um, yeah, so for <laughs> Halloween, we're doing um, like four different like cult musicals, like cult movies that would turn to musicals kind of thing. Um, and so uh, like for October, so we're doing four. Uh, do you want to tell them what they are? Well, it's like, uh yeah sure why not like yeah, it's okay. our it's our cult musical October month yeah because you know we like our we like our themes our theme months it's a fun month to come back to <laughs> yeah yeah I love October it's probably one of my favorite months of the year yeah like watching it I was like oh my god Halloween's in like like three in three hours <laughs> <laughs> not October Halloween <laughs> uh, yeah. have have you figured out we're getting off track again but uh have you figured out what you want to be for Halloween. I don't know. Um, it's a Sunday, right? Yeah. Or, yeah, I'm, I, I don't know. That doesn't change my plans, but I, don't, I have nothing <laughs> going on that I know of so far, but I'm sure I'll figure out something by then. Yeah. I was thinking of, because there was this t-shirt that I had been really humming and hawing over uh, whether or not I wanted to get it or not, but then eventually I just bit the bullet and was like, you know, what? I'm going to get it. I'm going to incorporate it into a Halloween costume. So I'm going to be Rick Flag from the <laughs> Suicide Squad, the uh, Suicide Squad um, husband. Husband. <laughs> so we should we should um, give this context. So Max and I, one of our first movies that we saw together uh, this summer. Well, we saw Black Widow, but then later yeah. on, I came back to visit and we saw The Suicide Squad because yeah. our friend Hannah had seen it and had been like, oh, 
Joel Kinnaman. And of course, yeah. I knew about Joel Kinnaman, but Max didn't know about Joel Kinnaman. <laughs> so <laughs> the first time that he shows up on screen, Max just goes, whoa. <laughs> I was like, Annika, I understand. You <laughs> understand. And it was like crowning glory of my summer was just like, yes, I have converted Max to the Joel Kinnaman <laughs> fan club. Yeah. Yeah. So now we all love him. Yeah. And uh, I can send you all the like thirst videos from TikTok. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. I ended up actually like slogging through or like going through a, a season of House of Cards because he's in a season of that. Oh, wow. That really is a slog, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah. Mm, Kevin <laughs> Spicy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's like rewatching like community and be like, oh, Chevy Chase is right there the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Anywho, back yeah. to Anywho, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So today we're talking about Rocky Horror Picture Show. Um, there is a stage musical of it. I saw it. Um, but we're gonna talk about the movie for this one. I think for the other ones, obviously there's no Evil Dead like musical movie, so I'll watch the musical for that one. Um mm-hmm. oh yeah, so we're doing Evil Dead ne- uh next week. Uh Carrie two weeks after that. Or sorry. Okay, so after this. After, oh, wait, okay, so two weeks after this is Carrie, and then the last yes. one of the month is Little Shop of Horrors. Little um, Shop of Horrors. Yeah, I'm very excited for that one. Um, it's not, It's nice that we cushion the month with both horror uh, shows. Yeah, for sure, yeah. And they're both, like, campy, too, which is good. They're not I too think scary. all of these are very campy. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, Carrie is, uh, I mean, it's from, they're all from, actually, I don't know if they're all, is Evil Dead from the 80s, or is that, like, I would. Mm. Although actually, that's from the seventies, so I guess. Can't really this see. is from the seventies, but yeah. Evil Dead the, is probably from the eighties. The Little Shop, the movie is from know. the eighties. The original movie is from the sixties. Um, oh. Carrie is a Stephen King novel. Is that nineties? No, it's not. No, 90s. no, no. it would probably be eighties. I read it now, but we have <laughs> a different. We have a wide range of years even if it's just like two decades because <laughs> i tried watching carrie last year for my uh, like one day of or 31 days of horror movies oh, thing yeah. that i did on my instagram i had to turn it off because i couldn't stand carrie's voice oh yeah because it was just very high-pitched and whiny yeah. and like, mama 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 kind of <laughs> makes her sound italian <laughs> mama, yeah, mama. Uh, Chris Pratt. Oh no! <laughs> I love all the take. Like, I love all like, the Twitter jokes. Like he's not Italian. <laughs> yeah, I think they kind of need to go back to having actual like voice cast people or voice and, actors. And like the thing is, like the the like the guy has been like, voicing Mario in the video games for the past like twenty years is in the movie, but like in a secret role. I'm like, yeah. he's right there, just like yeah. I don't know. Maybe they're going to do like a bait and switch. They're like, oh, Chris Pratt. But no, it's actually this guy. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. That seems kind of mean. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, little, uh, sorry, record for a picture show. Um, that's a quick synopsis. So the story centers on a young engaged couple whose car breaks down in the rain near a castle where they see a hotel and call for help. The castle or country home is occupied by strangers in elaborate costumes. Uh, celebrating an annual convention. They discover 
the head of the house is Dr. Frankenfurter, an apparently mad scientist who actually is an alien transvestite who creates a living muscle man named Rakian's laboratory. Uh, the couple are seduced separately by the mad scientist and eventually released by the servants who take, who take control. Um, I will say it is like using like the that T word mm-hmm. um, that is not in our vocabulary uh, vocabulary anymore. Um, yeah. Like or like the like trans like transsexual that that's also not used anymore. Um, like the movie offer itself is like could be made today. Like it's like in the way it's like so progressive with like gays and like the like the sexual like freedom, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing that's like really outdated is like the terminology. Yeah, I I had read an article talked like discussing the terminology, and they said like like some people aren't happy with it, but then again, like they said that's just not known for being PC. So mm-hmm. that's kind of the whole brand. Yeah, no, for sure. Like it definitely like it's made in the seventies. It's like Tim Curry. It's like it makes sense. I understand why they do it, and it's I'm not going to fault them for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but if there's something made today that used those words, that would be like this is maybe not the best use of this word yeah. of this time. <laughs> so if we yeah. if we end up using any of these uh, words, it's just in the context of uh, maybe like. Sorry, we also had a big discussion about this with uh, my school mm. um, because uh, a prof, prof got in trouble oh. <laughs> uh, for saying something very bad. Yeah. And I was kind of disappointed because I really liked that prof and I was disappointed in him for saying it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we how don't. Did he, how did he take it? <laughs> By like, I don't know. Oh, okay. he, he just said like, oh, it's literature. Oh, literature, no. And like, dude, even like... If it's written down on a page, just use a substitute. People will see the word on the page. Yeah. <sighs> like, like it doesn't add anything to the experience of reading the book if you use that word. Mm. Like, just replace it with something else. And also, it's very triggering to use that word. Exactly. So... I know a lot of, like... Like gays like the F slur and like you like to reclaim it. I personally don't like to hear it that much, or like don't like to like. It's just I've never really experienced like direct homophobia, but it's still like a word that I don't really want to hear. Like it just still makes mm-hmm. me cringe. Um, I'm not going to describe people that want to reclaim it. It's totally fine. Um, but just people that throw it out everywhere, throw it out like as nothing. Just it just kind of bugs me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So. Um, we'll only use that word in the context of the song. Yeah, for sure. I would say, um, because yeah. that's the title of the song. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so we won't use it in any other context. Yeah. Um, so what did you research for this? Um, so I, uh, okay. Weird thing. Yeah. My computer won't let me on Wikipedia anymore. Oh, really? Yeah. Are uh, you using like a student account or are you on like your regular? I'm on my regular account. um it's like like every like it was working a couple days ago and then today I was trying to look up Rocky Horror Picture Show and then it said oh this is an uh unsecure connection or something someone could be trying to steal your credit card information it's like from Wikipedia (laughs) they always ask me to donate but I never do like (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah, I had to get a bit creative. 
-hmm. on how to get my info. So I like Wikipedia is fine on my phone, but um, small text. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I found it on IMDb is fine mm -hmm. on my computer. I don't know why. So uh, yeah, I managed to get it. And it was just kind of talking about like the development mm -hmm. of the musical stage production. And also uh, it's kind of the development of like the midnight movie. Mm. as well as like cult following movies yeah. or just or not like cult followings as a whole just cult followings for rocky horror picture show yeah and how it kind of developed especially with uh, the call and response kind <laughs> yeah. of uh, aspects of it which i don't think i knew about until i actually went to a showing mm -hmm. of rocky horror picture rocky horror picture show and i was like oh there's a lot of people who are dressed up here and then like people have like big bags bags full of stuff and I was like okay that's kind of weird and it was only when things get started that you get like a piece of rice in the eye and you're like oh my god <laughs> yeah um I never so I didn't see the movie but I saw the, I saw the stage production at Cavalona University like in grade 10 um we went with uh theater like with music theater we went on a field trip um and uh it was just really um they didn't have people dressed up like there were there was no audience members dressed up but there were like still there were like cast members that were like planted in the audience that were mm. like dressed up and like dancing the aisles and stuff and yeah yeah so um yeah and i'll talk about my my own viewing of it at the very end mm -hmm. um when we have all the context of it so would you like me to start yeah for sure so uh, the Rocky Horror Picture Show film was originally based on the 1973 musical stage production at London's Royal Court Theatre, which was an instant hit, and it was transferred to the West End before later going on to L.A. So the original uh, like stage cast as Frankenfurter, that was Tim Curry, uh, Magenta was Patricia Quinn, Riff Raff, Richard O'Brien. Um, I believe he was one of the, oh wait, maybe not, never mind. Uh, Columbia, which I actually didn't know was her name. Uh, yeah, little... Columbia Magenta. <laughs> Columbia Magenta. Yeah. Little Nell Campbell, Janet Weiss, or Weiss, uh, Julie Covington. Where do I know her from? Julie Covington? Mm-hmm. Sounds uh, very familiar. Uh, I'm not sure. Oh, she might sing... Is she the one that did uh, Don't Cry For Me, Argentina? Don't cry for me, Argentina. Uh, and so she's the original stage reference? Yeah. Um, she was Janet. Um, yep. Uh, Don't Cry For Me, Argentina. So she's my preferred uh, person to sing that song. Don't cry for me. Like, don't, you're not a huge fan of, um, oh, what was? Madonna? No, not Madonna. Um, oh, God. Uh, <laughs> Patti LuPone. That's, like, the main person that sings the song, usually. Not particularly. Okay. Like, you know those people on TikTok who, like, do impressions of people's voices? Uh, yeah. Yeah, so this one girl, she does a really good one of Patti LuPone, and I just don't enjoy her voice very much. Mm. 
Okay. It sounds a bit like sacrilege, but uh, anywho. So for Brad Majors, Christopher Malcolm, Dr. Scott slash Eddie is Patty O'Hagan, uh, Rocky Horror, Rainer Burton, and the narrator, uh, Jonathan Adams. So the mythos is that David Bowie's first wife, Angie, gave the first audience participation callback when she yelled, no, don't do it, as Riff Raff was threatening to zap Dr. Frankenfurter. So, <laughs> like, I don't know what, like, I don't know, possesses someone to, like, call out and something. Yeah. It just seems a bit rude. Um, but I don't know. So um, the movie was a parody tribute to um, horror and science fiction B-movies from the 1930s to 1960s. Uh, the cast of actors, of like some of them were from the original London stage production, like Tim Curry. Um, the clothing and costumes had influences from the punk music style and glam rock. Um, but the film was critically panned upon its initial release. Um, where you had some articles saying that it was kind of a myth that it was critically panned upon its first release, but it was like a bit of a flop. Mm. Um, but even Roger Ebert kind of gave it like a two stars or 2.5 stars. And he said that it would, would have been a lot better if it was on stage, mm. which that's what it was. Or you yeah. could probably say the same thing about Dear Evan Hansen. Yeah. Which I'm not going to get into. Yeah. Um, <laughs> He's too old. <laughs> <laughs> he looks ill. Yeah. Um, so sick, maybe... <laughs> sorry, sick Victorian child. <laughs> <laughs> so midnight movie showings of Rocky Horror Picture Show began at the Waverly Theater in New York City on the first of April, nineteen seventy-six. So a midnight movie, um, like the term originated in the nineteen fifties, or I guess the practice originated then. Um, so it's when television stations in the U.S. would air low-budget genre films during their late-night programming, just to kind of, like, if you're still awake, you're going to get some weird stuff, yeah. which that's definitely happened to me before I've seen some weird stuff on late-night TV. Mm-hmm. Um, the midnight screenings of, quote-unquote, offbeat movies began in the early 1970s in some urban centers, specifically New York City, and eventually the practice uh, started to spread across the country. Uh, it attracted a smorgasbord of quote unquote groovy outcasts, weirdos, and rejects. They saw the film as a celebration of sexual awakening, gender fluidity, and pansexuality. Uh, the national success of the Rocky Horror Picture Show and the changing economics of the film uh, exhibition industry altered the na- nature of the midnight movie phenomenon. So, like, people kind of started going to these things they're like hey this is kind of cool yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be I a really cool like, experience that'd be really cool yeah to like go to the midnight mm-hmm. movie and like it feels like a secret kind of like it's like it's just like a secret you all know about <laughs> <laughs> like also a midnight movie like the with the dark stuff I don't know <laughs> uh so audience yeah participation started at the Waverly Theater in New York City in 1976 Uh, talking back to the screen, uh, dressing like characters, and sometimes acting out scenes as they took place on the screen. So about five months into the film's release, lines began being shouted back at the screen. And uh, like according to Jay Hoberman, the author of the book Midnight Movies, Uh, the initial Rocky Horror pioneers, so Louis Faris Jr., Amy Lazarus, 
uh, Teresa Krakowskas. I'm so sorry if I butcher your name. And Bill O'Brien would yell comments up at the screen to make each other laugh. And eventually members of the audience caught on with this and it spawned the quote unquote counterpoint dialogue, which became the standard practice at each screening. The first shout out line was reportedly prompted when Susan Sarandon's character put newspaper on her head to protect her from the rain and someone yelled, buy an umbrella, you cheap bitch. <laughs> um, let's just say that this episode is not going to be clean. I was surprised that this um, movie was rated R. Hmm. Like, I think nowadays it would be like... Uh, like PG-14, like maybe. P yeah, PG-13. Like, you don't see anything specifically. There's a lot of, you know... There's just a lot of sexual comments. A lot of sexual comments and stuff like that. But, I mean, if it was made in the 70s, so it would be, like, rated R. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so Halloween 1976, people attended the screening in costume and talked back to the screen. And by mid-1978, Rocky Horror was playing at over 50 locations every Friday and Saturday night at midnight. Um, newsletters were published by local performance groups and fans got together and attended Rocky Horror conventions. By the end of 1979, there were twice weekly showings at over 230 theaters. The Rocky Horror National Fan Club was established in 1977 and later merged with the Rocky Horror International Fan Club. Uh, there was even a fan publication called The Transylvanian, which had a few issues printed. Um, that would be probably a really cool collector's item to have. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. um, they had like look-alike contests. Uh, they have annual Rocky Horror conventions that are held in different locations. I don't know if it's across like just the USA or maybe across, I don't know if it's international. That seems like a bit of a stretch. Mm -hmm. It feels um, like it, like, even though like it's like, you started in the UK and then like, it be, I feel like it feels like an American cult classic, even though there are like mm -hmm. UK influences. Yeah, yeah, like the whole cast or most of the cast being British. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially Tim Curry. Yeah. Um, Vera Dika wrote in her 2003 article called Recycled Culture of Contemporary Art and Film, The Uses of Nostalgia, that, quote unquote, to the fans, Rocky Horror is ritualistic and comparative, or comparable to a religious event with a compulsive repeated cycle of going home and coming back to see the film each weekend. I can't imagine, like, loving a movie so much that I would see it every weekend. Like, there are movies that I watched, like, a lot as a kid, but, like, like, this one, there is, like, a lot to it. Like, in, like, there's a lot of substance to it. Mm -hmm. But I feel like every weekend, it feels like maybe you kind of have to shout out to make it more interesting to <laughs> watch it every weekend. Yeah. Um, there are many fan-run websites that offer quizzes, information, and fun facts about the film. Uh, so the legacy, uh, what began as a box office flop, has become a large international cult following. Uh, it is considered one of the greatest musical films of all time, and it was selected for preservation at the United States National Film Registry by the Library of Congress in 2005 due to its designation as being, quote unquote, culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. Mm -hmm. So yeah, someone, sure. <laughs> someone at the, like, library of congress had to be like all right all right i'm gonna watch it 
yeah for sure no it's definitely it definitely is like a touchstone in like cult films and like even the musical movies like it definitely like i mean there were musical movies before this but it definitely like made it seem like you can do other things with musical movies other than just like the music man or you know the oh, of music. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, yeah and then members of the lgbt community comprise a large part of the rocky horror cult following uh, they love it for embracing themes of sexual liberation and androgyny. Um, midnight screenings increased visibility for the LGBTQ community, um, and people found a sense of community and connection through Rocky Horror. So, like, they didn't feel so alone anymore because usually it was kind of like, or quote unquote, outcasts mm. that would go to these movies. Um, also, the time warp has become a novelty. A novelty dance at parties especially at halloween <laughs> yeah my goodness yes um so i have some fun facts mm-hmm. uh, do you want to do that now or a little bit later uh you can go ahead okay so rocky horror picture show was actually the theatrical movie debut of tim curry wow that's crazy yeah. that <laughs> coming in first... with a bang I mean, but you can, you can tell that he's a stage actor though because he has like like everyone else seems like muted or not muted but like they seem like they're a lot more subtle than mm-hmm. he is being obviously like his character not a subtle character um yeah. but like it feels like he brings the stage acting to the like to the show in a really good way yeah yeah um I think there's a certain like aspect of a of an actor's performance where you can tell that they're like what do you, like something trained like classically trained classically trained thank you yeah um you can see that with like james mcavoy patrick stewart ian yeah. mckellen all, the all those all, all the brits yeah, yeah. and um <laughs> yeah it's, there's just a different quality for it because they like when they're learning and training they have to be able to project because it's like theater yeah and uh yeah it's just interesting yeah like the way he like like you know like on like on a stage obviously you have to like make it like you have to play to the back of the audience not to like a camera that's like two feet in front of you so even like his facial expression through like someone like bigger than everyone else is like I was watching Mm -hmm. like his mouth for some reason but like his mouth just gets so wide sometimes when he's talking and I'm like this is just this is just crazy because <laughs> you must enunciate yeah and yeah. project yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> so um Tim Curry decided that his character should speak very poshly like the queen of England mm. like come up to the lab and see what's on the slab yeah I can yeah. see that happening yeah um speaking of royalty Tim Curry got to meet Prince Charles and Princess Diana because Diana loved Curry in the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, one sec, there was actually a really interesting uh, quote from her. Ah, oh, crap. One sec. Because she said something really interesting. <laughs> and I was like, oh, hello. Okay, where is this? IMDB, don't don't fail me now. Mm. Diana. On a side note, Diana Musical comes out on Netflix tomorrow. <gasps> really? 
Yeah, I'm very excited. Or I guess like in like an hour and a half or like an hour and a half for me. Actually, I don't know. Because I know like if it's like within North America, they usually release it at like midnight, like like Pacific time. So I might have to wait till 3 a.m. to watch it, which I, I won't watch at 3 a.m. I have class <laughs> tomorrow at 9. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited for that one. Oh my goodness, where is this? It was so good. It was so saucy. Because um, um, she said something really kind of funny. Uh, Diane Rocky Horror. Also, if you can hear my upstairs neighbors, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. They walk really hard on the floor. You know what? I can't find it, but she had like given him kind of, or well, Prince Charles had been like, oh, I, I kind of recognize you from like British television or whatever. But then Diana kind of looked at him and gave him kind of a sly smile and was like, oh, yes, I know you. And <laughs> she said that Rocky Horror Picture Show completed her education. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was like, ooh, Diana. Yeah. Um, oh, there's also that new uh, movie called Spencer. Mm, with uh, Kristen Stewart. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be interested to see how she does. This is really off topic, but have you seen the trailers for um, Impeachment? I- I'd seen one a while ago. It's the one with, um, is it Beanie Feldstein that's playing? Yes. Oh, I'm so excited for it. I don't know if, I, I don't know if I'll watch it, but like I see, like um, I love Beanie Feldstein. I'm so excited for her. Um, she's just, actually gonna be, a... she's gonna be Fanny Bryce on Broadway in the revival of Funny Girl. Oh yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah, I'm just not a big fan of like American politics in the 80s and 90s, mm-hmm. or even the 2000s. Honestly, that's like the one thing I find interesting because like seeing <laughs> how she was treated and how now she's like, she's like reclaiming her story. Like no, like she was treated so wrong. Like she was not. Mm-hmm. Like the way they treated her, like, oh, she's just this, these many bad words. Like, it's not her fault. It's like, it's his. He was the president. Yeah. yeah. There's a man in power who took uh, advantage of his authority. Yeah. And misused it. Yeah. Or, uh, and abused it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, anywho, <laughs> <laughs> um, another fact Susan Sarandon fell ill with pneumonia during filming due to the poor conditions of the old manor that they were filming in as well as the fall weather the manor had multiple leaks and there was only one room that they could warm with space heaters where cast members would take turns going into in order to warm up but eventually they had to stop doing that because the room caught on fire <laughs> is this one of the sets that's like always haunted like i know like the was it what what set was it the um exorcist was that the set that was like really haunted the exorcist and then i feel like there was something to do with the omen because a bunch of actors kept dying oh wow um and then there was like some sort of plane that gregory peck was supposed to be on and it crashed and killed everyone jeez (laughs) i don't know Uh, same thing with the twilight zone movie Mm. um (laughs) well apparently they like reused a bunch of the like set and the prop stuff from like old campy movies Mm -hmm. like uh i think they said that the the weird like 
swimming pool chamber or whatever was previously used in like Bride of Frankenstein or something. Oh, wow. Huh. Or, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, in 1979, O'Brien wrote a sequel entitled Rocky Horror Shows His Heels. However, Tim Curry did not want to reprise his role and director Sharman did not want to revisit the source material so directly. Sharman and O'Brien reunited in 1981 with Shock Treatment, which is not a direct sequel to Rocky Horror, but it does include some of the characters from the original. Um, also, Steve Martin auditioned for the role of Brad Majors. Wow. <laughs> that would have been interesting. Yeah. Um, the song, I Can Make You a Man, was inspired by the Charles Atlas muscle ads from the 1940s and 50s, often with the slogan, in just seven days, I can make you a man. <laughs> Similarly, writer Charles O'Brien, or sorry, Richard O'Brien took the line, don't dream it, be it, from the back of a magazine. Mm. Uh, and according to Meatloaf, is such an amazing name. Yeah. Uh, Elvis Presley was the studio's first choice to play Eddie. Apparently, Elvis actually expressed some interest in the role. Mm. That would have been a very different movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so those are all my fun facts. Cool. So, yeah, so I'll just go through the characters quickly. Um, so there's Dr. Frankenfurter, a an eccentric transvestite scientist. Um, yeah, so he kind of, like, overlooks the how like, he he owns the manor he's the um yeah he's a patriarch i guess i don't know that's not the right word but like he he owns a house um yeah um then uh, janet weiss uh, a heroine uh brad's fiance um yeah so she's very like is kitschy the right word kitschy i don't know uh she's very like clean and like quiet and like I'm not a fan of her <laughs> <laughs> it's like the same and like with Brad he's like a hero he's Janet's fiance um and he's like the same thing he's like this like he's not like macho but he's like they're both they're both just domestic um and I feel like oh. that'd be that'd be a compliment to them an insult to like Frankenfurter and the rest of the people in the house <laughs> but like they're just like these domestic people that like get swept up into this manner. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. Well, they become a lot more. They have they have their sexual awakening. Yeah, they become a lot more interesting than manner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Riff Raff, a hunchbacked handyman, um, Magenta's brother apparently. <laughs> I say the... like really, like canoodly. Uh, that's what I thought too, but like, um, I'm just this is a description from Wikipedia, um, yeah. and it says Magenta's brother. I'm not sure if somebody added that, but <laughs> that's what it says. <laughs> well, they are um, aliens, so you never know how those dynamics go. Yeah, um, the Magenta, <laughs> she is like one of the maids. Um, she's Riffraff's sister, and then Columbia is also a maid, and she's called a groupie, I guess. Um, <laughs> although I guess they're always hanging off of uh, Frankenfurter, so yeah, that makes sense. Um, and then Dr. Everett Scott is a rival scientist. He's the one that introduced Brad and Jan to each other. Um, yeah, and they were going to go meet him after they got engaged. I guess he's an influential figure in their life. 
Um, and then Rocky Horror is the creation. He's the um, man that they make and just kind of runs around and uh, has a fun time. <laughs> um, and then he Eddie looks is... like he's being tormented most of the I time. Know, to be honest, yeah, yeah, I feel bad for him. I'm like, he didn't want to be. He didn't want to be. He didn't ask to be created. <laughs> but he's here <laughs> like now. Most of us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then Eddie is an ex-delivery boy. Um, he's the like the. He comes out of nowhere and then he gets killed. Spoiler alert. Um, he sings the Hoppatuti song. That's like one of my favorite songs. Bless my soul. Yeah. And then he dies. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the creatives are uh, so the music is by Richard Hartley. Uh, screenplay is by Richard O'Brien and Jim Charman. Um, and there was nothing, there's nothing really too like notable about Hartley and Charman other than these properties. Um, but Richard O'Brien, <laughs> interesting thing is he, uh, is the voice of Lawrence Fletcher in Figures of Verb, so like the dad. Um, oh, fossils. <laughs> then, yeah, da, then he, da, da. yeah, then he played in Frankenford. Uh, sorry, he played, he played Rick Raff in this. Do you remember uh, when Kai wouldn't stop saying that? Oh my god. Fossils. <laughs> yeah. da, da, da. I do find it funny though. The fossils. Da, da, da. Um, <laughs> I find that funny. I don't know. That was like my favorite thing from Figures of Verb. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like a platypus? <laughs> uh, and then Tim okay so the cast so Tim Curry we talked about in our spam a lot episode because he was uh, King of Three's spam a lot um, so uh, he's an English actor who is most well known for his portrayal of Dr. Frankenfurter in the Rocky Horror Picture Show uh, stage roles include Wolfgang uh, Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart and Amadeus Helen Spawn in my favorite year and King Arthur in spam a lot uh, other notable TV film credits include Hexus and Fern Gully The Last Rainforest it slash playing once a clown in it um 1990 and captain hook in peter pan pirates he has been nominated for three tony awards nominated for one primetime emmy one one time one one daytime emmy as well as one nomination and has a grammy nomination so he's been nominated for a lot but there's only one one daytime emmy but he's hmm. yeah uh and then susan sarandon um little uh, so she was marmy and little woman in like the 90s um she was an enchanted, she was like the villain. Uh, Thelma Luis, I'm not sure who she was in that, but I think she was one of the two. Um, what else has she been in? I really couldn't think of anything. She's been in a lot of like crap movies. <laughs> yeah, like, like she she came up around this time, like after Rocky Horror, like when her career took off. So I feel like two of us that were born in 2000 don't really know too much about her career. Um, but I know she is an icon and we, we should know who she is. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, go look up her. <laughs> I think she has done some TV stuff too. Like she's she was guest star on Friends and Malcolm Middle too. So, yeah, she's done a lot. You'll she's one of those faces you just recognize. Um, same with like Sigourney Weaver. You're like, oh yeah, Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh, yeah, so she has an five Oscar nominations and one uh, Oscar for, oh, what was it? Um. Uh, know this one second uh she won for dead men walking okay not sure what that is yeah um, is that the one with sean penn yes yeah um yeah i don't know that i don't know that show or that movie um and then she also has six Emmy nominations um 
and then meatloaf was also in this um of you know meatloaf <laughs> fame <laughs> um i don't really know meatloaf fame. i don't really know what else to say about him but he's meatloaf he said some you know controversial opinions lately but he is meatloaf still so i'll acknowledge him he goes um, well with mashed potatoes and string beans <laughs> yeah um i'm not too sure about the other people so i didn't mention them um but yeah uh mm-hmm. what was your favorite song um, let's see uh i really like the see this is the only time i'll say it the, the sweet transvestite song mm-hmm. yeah for sure uh, i can make you a man that one shows up a lot on my musical theater playlist mm-hmm. um i'm going home uh that one's just a, a nice like dramatic mm-hmm. song and then of course the time warp yeah and you um i love there's a light it's like one of my favorite songs on the show um it's just like so like it's really pretty for like like it's really a <laughs> nice a, mo- such a campy movie yeah some nice moment of like levity before you kind of go into the house and everything like falls apart um <laughs> i guess yeah. it, isn't, it isn't very heavy I, I shouldn't say levity but it's a nice moment of like oh maybe things are gonna go well it's gonna be nice um and it's still nice but it's not the nice that they expected <laughs> um yeah. and then i love uh science fiction double feature like the opening song um uh, yeah. ugh, it's just so good um uh what's gonna say um how to do best my soul for sure that was a good one too um yes, my soul. yeah um damn it janet yeah okay um so i was looking <laughs> at the list here so i'll just say all the songs but um, specifically science fiction double feature there's a light and hop shooty i used to have the touch a touch a touch me song on my uh musical playlist yeah i had to take it off because i was getting a little bit uncomfortable <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> every a fun, time it would show up <laughs> it's a fun song and i like the i like i like the like the way you play with that song um but yeah i kind of was getting comfortable sometimes <laughs> i was like I, I feel like i can't sing along yeah um what's your favorite character it's probably just gotta be Dr. Frankenfurter. Like he's not yeah. like a he's not he's nowhere near a perfect character. He also does some very questionable things. Yeah. But you you can't really get caught up by that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's definitely Frankfurter's up there. Um I I just find Brad and Janet so funny how they're so like innocent and naive as soon as they go to the house and then like as soon as they give the option, like they seem like they're not. I don't know if I'm religious, but they seem like they're like saving themselves for each other. And then as soon as mm-hmm. they get a chance, it's like, okay, let's have sex with this random stranger we just met. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I mean, like for the 70s, like like the stuff that Brad and Frankish for do, I'm like, this was made in 1975. Like, damn, like yeah. And like it's just really interesting seeing like Brad like initially like, no, don't do that. That's not okay. And then he's like, okay, go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, it sends some kind of mixed messages, though. Yeah, no, for sure. I definitely, there was definitely a consent thing there, like. Yeah. <laughs> there was definitely, and then, like, yeah, Frank Inferter, he's a fun character. He's, I'll just say he's fun, um, but he's, needs to learn about consent and, like, creating a man to, you know, just do the, <laughs> make whoopee <laughs> to with. relieve his tension. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, I was just gonna say, like, like this isn't like 
<laughs> I don't want to sound like thirsty or anything, but like <laughs> I was like Tim Curry. Like I never like really seen Tim Curry like that before. Um, like, like, were you strangely just... attracted to him too? Okay, thank you. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> like as soon as he goes down the elevator, I'm like, wait, is Tim Curry hot? Because like the Tim Curry we know is like Spamla Tim Curry, or, like yeah, you know, like seventy year old Tim Curry. I'm like, wait. <laughs> It was like that at that scene from Community where it's like, hmm, I hope this doesn't awaken something in me. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you okay with me saying you're ace? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because mostly yeah. ace except for Tim Curry. <laughs> well, Tim Curry and Joel Kinnaman at the okay. moment. Fair enough. <laughs> Although, I mean, <laughs> Tim Curry now is like... Well, that's not fair. He's He's stood the test of time. Yeah, he definitely looks, yeah, he, yeah, I won't, no, that's not a slight on him. I shouldn't do that to him. He's, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I was just like, during the show, I'm like, wait, is he, like, attractive? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just because, like, I never, like, this character, like, you never really, like, when you think of Frankie Furrier, like, oh, he's just this, like, ethereal above everything. Like, yes, he has sex, but, like, but only with those people. But, like, I'm like, wait, like, what are these thoughts? <laughs> yeah. It's like, especially um, with this, like, show being so, like, sexually charged. Yeah. Like, some parts make me very uncomfortable, but then other times I'm like, you know what? I could be down. And so it has me, like, questioning myself a little bit. Yeah, it just sounds like a, like a place you could just have fun and, like, enjoy yourself. Yeah. It's like, though, <laughs> it's like um, Harry Styles. He's like, sex should just be about fun. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh god, he's queer. I'm like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, like it seems. <laughs> I'm not forgiving Frankenfurter for what he did, um, but it seems at a certain point they agree. But it's after he's initiated it and started, you know, touching them. Yeah, it could yeah. be in in some ways like coerced. Yeah, for sure. That's not like. The consent was there initially, so it needs to be. Yeah. Yeah, it could be a conversation like, "Hey, so how do you feel about this?" This could be, you know, a proposition. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Anyways, this I'm is not prepared to talk about. <laughs> yeah, we're done with the topic. <laughs> All right. Um, um, what was your favorite moment in the um, movie? I loved like the cabaret they do. Like I had never seen. Like I saw the show. Like. Oof, like eight years ago now um mm-hmm. no not eight six years six years ago it still feels gross but you know um but like I love how in the middle of the show like they turn and turn to the marble and then all of a sudden they're just doing a cabaret above Frankenfurter mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah it was just fun like the songs are good too yeah yeah what about um, you what's your favorite moment there's this one part of the movie that makes me laugh really hard every single time, and it's when uh, Dr. Frankenfurter is chasing after Rocky and keeps running into walls. Yeah. <laughs> like, just the way that he, like, lifts up his skirts and starts, like, running after him, and it's, it's a really funny, like, gif as well, mm-hmm. when you're like, whoa! <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that's another thing that, like, another moment, another moment I enjoy is, like, yes, there's a whole, like, consent conversation but like, the way he uses the same lines with Brett and Janet and like their, convers- their conversations are very different but they like mm-hmm. no I just find it funny he's like would it be okay if I did it with Janet <laughs> would it be okay if I did it with Brad 
Yeah. How does this feel? Oh God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, um. Yeah. Yeah. So I I wanted to look into um some of the like audience participation stuff mm -hmm. because there's actually like a script. Yeah. That you can follow. So I'm I just uh, looked through it and I uh, took notes of the fun parts. So whenever Brad is introduced or appears, the mm. line asshole is appropriate. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly how they like phrase it. But the line asshole is appropriate. And then whenever Janet is introduced or appears, the line slut is appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> and when I first saw that, like had that happen in like a theater, I was like, why what are they doing? Like this yeah. doesn't seem deserved. But yeah. um, I was also 18 when I first saw it. So yeah. Um, I was kind of like, ooh. Um, whenever Dr. Scott shows up, he may be booed. Mm -hmm. um, within the song Science Fiction Double Feature, um, you have the person like, at the late night. And then you the uh, crowd says, what kind of feature? And then Frank Furtis says, like, double feature. And then the crowd says, what kind of show? And he says, picture show. <laughs> and then in later dialogue, you have Brad saying, like, hey, Janet. And then Janet says, yes, Brad. Brad says, I've got something to say. And then the whole crowd says, then say it, asshole. Yeah. When I was looking through some of this, like, this is the tame stuff. There's yeah. lots of very, very inappropriate stuff. I am sure. <laughs> yeah. And so people uh, have to bring newspapers and they put them over their head and they have like little squirt guns and they squirt the individuals who don't have newspapers on their head, which they call virgins because they don't know to bring the newspapers and whatever. Yeah. Um, at one point the crowd has to say what's your favorite color and then frank and Ferdinand says magenta <laughs> yeah um, i think i've seen that one <laughs> yeah um there are some other ones that i've seen that like like what's your favorite thing to eat and then he says something <laughs> and it's really bad yeah <laughs> i'm not gonna say it but then they have like little quotation marks that say like prepare your confetti prepare your rice and uh yeah, so my own like Rocky Horror Picture Show experience at the UVic campus like theater in 2018. So I had no idea going into this that this was like a big like audience thing. Mm. And I was glad that we sat at the very back because we could see everyone doing everything and we didn't get pelted with as much rice or water as we could have. Mm -hmm. um, because yeah, we got like some grains of rice hit us pretty hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, Were we you had, okay? <laughs> Yeah, we were fine. It's just like just didn't want to scratch a cornea or something. Mm. Um, that's why like no rice will be at my wedding. Yeah. Um, they, like people brought toast. Like mm. when someone proposes to make a toast, they throw their toast onto the screen. Yeah. Um, and then we had one guy at our viewing who climbed up onto the stage and looked like he was trying to get something off the screen, but that was when the lightning hit and he mm. fell down like he was electrocuted. <laughs> it was just such like a slow progression of just him going onto the stage and we're like okay is something wrong with the screen because it looks like he was trying to fix something but then like lightning and then he's like bah! <laughs> and uh yeah it was just a lot of fun and it was interesting going into it like having no idea what was like supposed to happen mm -hmm. so yeah I, I don't know if I've seen that movie recently I still have the poster from the event but mm -hmm. uh, yeah I haven't seen it in a while yeah that's so fun. Yeah, it'd be nice to see it live. But actually, you know, I'll see if there's a show showing around here somewhere. Like yeah. on Halloween. Yeah. <laughs>
Um, yeah, anything else you want to talk about? Um, no, not really. Uh, but I saw my first like in-person uh, theater show of the year. Oh, nice. What was it? Oh, uh, right, yeah. I'm a lot. Yay. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I missed fun. live theater. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I haven't, I don't know if I, I don't know if anything is happening around here. Um, I, have, I have some friends that go to college in like near Kingston, which is like far away from here. Um, and they're doing cats. <laughs> um, not sure if we got over that one. Uh, it's a bit of a drive or like a bit of a mm-hmm. train ride. Um, either way, it'll be long. Um, so I'll see. Um, but the, uh, so as part of our program, we work on, like, we're on the stage crew for the shows that they mm-hmm. do here. Um, and so I'm on a wardrobe crew. I have, you know, no wardrobe experience. So that'll be interesting. I have my first shift on Tuesday. Um, but uh, yeah, that'll be interesting. But I'll be able to see the shows then. Have you ever sewed before? Um, I've done a little bit of hand sewing uh, two years ago. Um, so we'll see. Uh, yeah um actually one of the one of the people that's like in my that I'm like I'm like we're like with other first years and like one of the girls that I'm with she like is like she sews so I'll just ask her for help mm-hmm. yeah and like they train in the job too so it's not like it's not like they're gonna just straight to the wolves <laughs> yeah. yeah all righty well, yeah. this was our first episode back after yeah, so our just, break. Yeah, so I have to record again and get back to it and not be like, oh, I don't want to go back to it. Yeah. I was definitely feeling sometimes very it's lazy. It's a bit of a chore sometimes. <laughs> yeah. But this one was exciting to get back to. So I'm glad we did yes. this and not like a, you know, like a 1776 or something like that. Oh, my God. Yeah. Maybe you should. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So thank you for listening. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at History of the Spotlight um follow us on twitter at, at oh, oh what is it history yeah, history in the sp1 history the sp1 okay i was like wait i haven't done this in like you know two months um and then you can email us at history the spotlight at gmail.com email us all your opinions your thoughts did you like the show did you not like the show um oh i should say that a movie is on disney plus um so frank Furter is a disney princess it's not debated on more um but yeah, you can watch it there, um, and then you know, listen to the episode if you want to. Um, <laughs> uh, well, you listen to it now, so you know. <laughs> um, and we're also on Redbubble, I think, still. Yeah. Do you ever get off? I don't know if you ever got off Redbubble. <laughs> um, if you just look up History of the Spotlight, it's uh, it's there. Well, I ordered one of our stickers recently. Oh, nice. So um, I have it on my wall, mm. like, well, not stuck on my wall. I just put like, I just cut around the thing, and then. Mm. Uh, uh, put some sticky pack on it so I can reuse it later. Oh, nice, cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we'll see you next week with uh, Evil Dead the Musical. Woo-hoo. Bye. Bye. <laughs>